In the last episode of the Zista podcast, we were speaking to Dan Ram about personal branding. And in this one, we're going to go a little deeper into that subject area and focus on why communication skills are essential to enhance your personal branding. Welcome to the Zista podcast. We invite industry speakers and academicians to answer questions that students have within a specific area. In today's episode, we're going further and deeper into personal branding to understand why communication skills are important and how you can use communication skills to enhance your personal branding. Joining us today is Dan Ram. He's a TEDx speaker, an entrepreneur, a startup coach, and I would say that he's really passionate about what he does. He's exceptionally good at what he does as an MC, an event host. He's lived in multiple countries, studied in universities like Yale and Trinity. And Dan is really a subject matter expert in this area. We're delighted to welcome him back. Thanks for joining us once again, Dan. Uh, I'm happy to continue the conversation with you on personal branding. Absolutely. Thank you for having me back again. I'm hope you're well and healthy. Awesome. So today we're going to be focusing on communication skills and how you can use communication skills to enhance your personal branding. So let's go straight to what we have in mind. Uh, how do you define communication skills and what are they essential in building your personal brand? The last question is the easiest. Is it essential? Yes. Necessary? No. Uh, okay. So we'll, we'll dig into that. But communication... So there's the obvious part of communication, which is verbal. It's what I am doing right now, using words to make sounds that you're able to hear. Actually, communication is a lot more than that. Communication is about the facial expressions, about the body movements, about everything else that is being transferred in addition to your voice. There are all kinds of statistics that are all made believe about like 80% of communication is nonverbal, 90%, it could be 70%, they're all made up. But the reality is that nonverbal is as essential, probably maybe more than verbal communication. And so within that definition, the broader definition of communication, I would say, yes, that's necessary for personal branding. If you're talking just about like talking, no. Valuable, useful for personal branding, but not necessary. There are many, many ways to communicate. In fact, quick detour. I'm sorry, this is right at the beginning of the podcast, but we're detouring already. One of the most globally loved people is Mr. Bean right? Because Mr. Bean does not use words. He does not use language. And so everyone understands his humor, his body language, his facial expressions, right? This is a great example of communication that is verbal, that is sending messages, making humor, connecting people, all of that stuff was actually not verbal. So in case you listen to podcasts, I think all this is about talking better. Certainly for me, that's not the focus. It's not about talking. It's about the overall, how does one communicate? Awesome. And, you know, from the black and white era, I would also remember Charlie Chaplin as someone. Yes. He created some fantastic content, made a huge impact without really speaking a word. <laughs> so it's really important to focus on the overall package, as you said. Mm -hmm. uh, the next one's a little bit, bit more difficult, Dan. You know, how can one identify and articulate their target audience, you know? That is difficult. It's actually, to be honest, one that I've struggled with because okay. there's the audience that is attracted to me. There's the audience 
that I can sell to, there's the audience that I want to reach. There are three different audiences. So which one is the target audience out of those, right? Um, so for example, there's a lot of uh, guys between the age of 12 and 20, actually 35 that are watching my content because I talk about how to build businesses, how to travel the world, finances, communication, all these topics, which are a lot of guys want to learn. And so that's the audience that's attracted to me, but I actually never sell to them. I have never made them buy a course or a workshop or uh, mentoring. No, they're the ones that enjoy the free content. I'm so happy to give them free content, uh, but I'm not selling to them. On the other hand, corporates that host tech conferences uh, is the are the people that I sell to. And there I'm talking about my ability to communicate ideas and stories and be the glue and bring energy on stage and all of that. And that's a target audience financially. And then there's the audience that I want to reach, which is ultimately what gives me joy, Amit, is this motto I have. Start now, start simple. I want to reach future entrepreneurs and release them to build. I want to reach future innovators and release them to find solutions to problems in the world. I want to find future leaders and empower them to lead organizations. Like that's who I'm most excited about is I want to find that that 1% that is going to make a difference in the world. And I want to be their number two. I want to be the one that resources them, mentors them, guides them, funds them, and empowers them to create this better world. So I've got three audiences and messaging and communicating to all of them is slightly different. So it's one that I struggle with. I would say what is true for me and for anyone listening is you got to pick one. So part of my struggle on social media is I don't pick one. I'm trying to make all of them happy at the same time. Uh, but if you really want to grow on it, you got to pick one audience. It's either the lowest hanging fruit or it's the one you want to sell to or it's the one that is naturally attracted to you or it's the one that you want to reach for whatever reason that you have. So pick one niche. It's not advice I'm following, but it's advice I'm giving. Is pick one and go for that. Awesome. And I think it's good advice as any. You know, in our last session, we we also talked about uh, having fun, being authentic. And uh, when you're having fun, being authentic, creating content that you really identify with, it's but natural that there's a certain group of people that might be attracted to consume that content. And uh, given a choice, I would say... Uh, the target audience that you should choose is the one that's attracted to you. Now, it's easier said than done because sometimes that target audience may not be in sync with the kind of audience you really want to go after. But, you know, I guess it's it's a it's a matter of trade-offs at the end of the day. Uh, so it's it's not an easy one to answer. I would say. Yeah, it isn't. Yeah. I want to ask you one more question, you know, and this one's about building trust and credibility, you know. So... Uh, is there a process or some steps that people can take to build that trust and credibility with their audience? Mm. Oh, I like that question a lot. So I think there's something very powerful about eye contact. I think eyes, you know, are a gateway, a door into the soul. And I think one of the reasons that social media works so well is it seems to bring us more intimate and close together and help us see face-to-face. -face. For example, if you had like a football player that you idolize or a cricket player or a Bollywood star, usually they are a tiny uh, image on a screen far away from you. And now with social media, when they make a little story of themselves, you can see right into their eyes, right into their soul, and you feel like you know them better. So 
one thing I'd say when it comes to building trust and credibility is shorten the gap as much as possible. They don't just project. Don't just talk about things. Be it and be there and be present, right? So there's a difference if I was standing in the back of this uh, little hotel room that I'm in right now and talking at you, but I'm sitting across from you and having a conversation with you, right? right? So this is as real and present as possible. Now I've got all my flashy stuff and you know I can put us uh, in a little metaverse world and make it immersive, but it actually increases the distance between us. So that's the first thing I'd say is shorten the gap as much as possible. Uh, the second thing is people can tell fakes and you got to own your story and be yourself. And this, I'm going to use a word project again. Don't project yourself to be someone that you're not. And so, you know, I, I, I could create um, a different background and pretend like I'm on stage, but I'm just in my hotel room having a conversation. Of all the things I could do this morning, the thing that I value the most, most, most excited about was a chance to come and talk to you. And that's what I'm doing from my hotel room. So that's just me. That's me right now. Um, and if you want to see me on stage, come to an event and we'll do that too. I have a nice Indian outfit and, you know, the pyro and the lights and that's cool too. But right now, I'm right, right here. So I'd say just own your story and be you and don't try to project yourself to be someone that you're not. I think these two things are very important, but I'd say they're important for life, not just for social media. Social sure. media may be where you learn it. Maybe it's where you manifest it, but please be those things in real life too. Shorten the gap, be real, be present with people, be yourself. Awesome. Um, I want to ask you, Dan, how can one keep learning and improving their communication skills? So it's important to communicate, but obviously you want to, you know, keep building on that. Yeah. Are there any resources uh, that people can, you know, lean on or mentors they can follow? Oh, I love this question. I love it so much. Here, here's what we're going to do. Okay. Number one, I'd say go wide. Okay. What I mean by this is I am an anchor MC moderator. That's my job. And actually, there aren't that many role models and mentors in the space. So I go wide. I watch magicians because magicians are expert storytellers on stage. I watch late night comedians because they're good at dealing with a unknown, unfamiliar audience and warming them up through humor. I watch musicians because they tell stories through sound. I watch pastors uh, in church because they have an ability to go back to the same crowd week after week and bring out a new piece of knowledge from the Bible that they're reading. So I love watching these four categories of people because they teach me things in my field. So one thing I'd say is go wide when it comes to inspiration, when it comes to who you're learning from. So say you want to be a politician. Don't just listen to the people in your party and in your stream. Listen, go wide, listen to everybody because it'll actually make your position better, more informed and stronger. Uh, say you want to be an engineer. Great. But being an expert in math and having terrible social skills is not going to make you a great engineer. Being an expert at math and not being able to work in a team is not going to make you a great engineer. You need to go wide. So that's the first thing I would say is growth and inspiration is not just in your lane. It's actually wide. The second thing I would say is you've got to try. There's only so much you can read, watch, listen to, but unless you embody it and try it, it's not going to happen. So I love listening to podcasts. I love uh, watching videos. Occasionally, I'll even read a book. But it's not until I apply it that I actually know if it's going to work or not. So 
The second thing I'd say when it comes to growth and learning is find spaces to try things. Now, I don't try, say, a game with the audience or some kind of engagement or a new format for interviewing question, uh, interviewing speakers at a venue with 10,000 people. I might try it in a school with 60 people and I'll just see how that works and then I'll build it. So find those spaces where you can try things. Who are those friends that you can try things with? Who are those uh, community members or family that will allow you to experiment and try something new? You got to have those safe spaces where you try things. Life is not just about, you know, being at peak, peak, peak. You got to have those people at foundation that will build and grow with you. So that's probably the second thing that I would say. And the third thing is just have your eyes wide open because the world is changing fast. <laughs> Everything is happening so fast. So do not close your eyes. Do not get lazy. Do not get complacent. Um, and it's exciting too. I mean, at least for me. I don't know about you, Amit, but I'm all about personal growth. Like every day that I'm better than the last day is a great day. And so it doesn't matter what your age is. It doesn't matter how successful or not you are. It doesn't matter the accolades on your resume or CV. Just keep trying and growing. It's exciting. You know, I I like what you're saying because uh, we live in a multidisciplinary world, you know, and uh, I, I've also interacted with some engineers and they also said something, the same ditto thing that you said, that it's not just enough to be passionate and know your subject area well. If you can't communicate well, if you can't work in a team, how are you going to function, right? So, uh, you know, that's a skill that's required across disciplines and across businesses. In fact, I was reading one study which actually said that public speaking is something people are really afraid of, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, Dan, how did you discover your passion for public speaking? And what are some of the skills and techniques that you've learned and developed over time? Sometimes you discover your passion through a problem. Okay. So I did not wake up. I was not born into the world an extrovert. My sister, my little sister, she's an extrovert. She loves people. She's always talking. She's always got stories. She's always good at engaging. I'm the older brother, but I was always quieter. I was always an introvert. Still am an introvert. This surprises people. But actually, a lot of public speakers are introverts. That's another conversation for another uh, podcast. But I grew up an introverted, shy, socially awkward, nerdy child. And if you listen to the last episode with me, uh, I mentioned I was a son of an Indian diplomat. So I also looked, sounded, smelled, acted different than everybody else. This was my childhood until the age of now. I don't think I've ever fit in or look like anyone else. Like I wear a full-on Indian outfit at an all-German event. You know, I'm just a brown guy in a kurta, and I've just got uh, white older men in suits that are navy and black, and I love it. I've, I've come to be this person, but I wasn't always this way, and, and I want to give that context because some people think passion is just, oh, you just, you know, it's what you dream about, it's what you fantasize, it's uh, who you um, are naturally, and sometimes it's not. For me, my passion came out of a problem. I had a problem with communicating and speaking. I knew the answers in class, but I was too afraid to raise my hand because I had stage fright and anxiety and fear. And, you know, what will they say? And how will they judge me? And what if they laugh at me? And I had enough moments that had happened that it wasn't just a fear mentally. It was a real fear too. Sure. I want you to know that because I also 
think sometimes when you see the end product, you think that there wasn't an origin story. My origin story is not who I am today. It was a process. So when I say that you can learn this, I fully believe that because I have gone through that process of learning. When I say that this can be overcome, whatever fear, struggle, anxiety you have, stutters, accents, and the inability to come up with an answer quickly, a fear of judgment, all of this you can overcome. I have overcome all of this. I mean, this is why I coach people. This is why I do workshops because I believe in this. I did this myself. I've transformed myself. And so it's very, very possible. So communication is learnable. And everything that comes with communication, even your confidence, your ability to assert, your ability to keep people's attention, all of these things that are connected with communication, I think are so important in the world today, all can be learned. So that's the good news. The second thing is, I'm going to go with my motto again, start now, start simple. Right. Don't expect miracles overnight. So just baby steps every single day. I'm, I'm working on this too, right? So I can be funny on stage, but I know I can be funnier. And the difference between funny and funnier is just baby steps. I got to get some mentors, uh, listen to some podcasts, take some training, do some courses. So this to me is super important is that we don't become impatient with ourselves. We are capable of so much. So just start now, start simple, step after step, step after step. I really believe that you can overcome it. I think you can dominate. Um, and I, I mean, honestly, people cannot imagine an introvert when they see me. It just does not happen in their brain. And yet that is still who I am. And like I said, we could do another episode about why introversion is a superpower because I really believe it is. But for now, I'll just say it doesn't matter who you are, whether you have a natural gift of speaking or you have a fear of it, this is something that you can learn and own easily. Awesome. And I just want to say thank you for sharing such a personal story. You know, uh, truth be told, you know, when I was interacting with you, I would never be able to imagine that, uh, you know, at one point of time you were shy or you were an introvert. Because clearly now you're just so, uh, you know, you're exuding confidence. You're so sure about what you're saying. And uh, I think, you know, you go one step further to the point of actually inspiring others to, you know, actually follow in those in in, in that direction. So that's wow. really awesome, Dan. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate those words. That means a lot to me. Thanks once again for making time to come on our podcast, Dan. It was a pleasure interacting with you. And, uh, you know, thanks for all the really good advice that you've shared with students and also the other viewers that are tuning into our podcast. If I may add, reach out to me if I can help you because I respond to every single message or DM personally. No bots, no teams. It's me. The reason I do these podcasts and anything on social media is to help people. So do not be afraid to reach out. Second, consume everything that Amit is creating because having this kind of quality content and for free is a labor of love for him and super easy for you. So while it's there, and while you've already got it, download all the episodes and make sure you listen to it because the more you consume, the more you learn, the better you'll be. And third, I wish you well in your life um, and I hope our paths cross. Awesome. Thanks again, Dan. It was really cool. Thank you. I'm happy that we wrapped another power pack session with Dan Ram. The advice that he gave is practical, on point, and something that all of us can reflect on all of us can act upon. If you like the work that we're doing, subscribe to our channel on YouTube 
You can certainly follow us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Our handle is the Zista Podcast. We're going to keep creating content like that, content that adds value to you. And what we'd say is, till we meet again, stay curious. Stay curious.